dim the lights because it's time for a special presentation of the Box Office Preview Podcast, an onstage blog podcast network production. This podcast will discuss the fall and winter holiday movies as framed by Fantasy Box Office. I am your host, Greg Earhart, a contributor to Onstage Blog, contributor to Onscreen, and winner of the 2019 Summer Box Off Fantasy Box Office League. Uh. <laughs> Joining me today, my co-host, he has been stewing for weeks over finishing in second place in the 2019 Summer Box Office Fantasy League. On screen, Chief Critic, Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? Um, I'm good. The number two tier, number one. <laughs> the uh, the whatever tier, Picard. <laughs> we have been we have been really looking forward to this podcast. We've been, you know, the the fancy box office league has been sort of our little secret um, for many many years. We we finally wrote about it last year, and uh, it's it's really it's time. We we feel it's time to really break it open to the masses and let everyone in on the fun that we've had. Yeah, you know, really since two thousand and I don't know eight was two thousand eight the first yeah. year. Yeah, I think Might so. Have, yeah, maybe two thousand seven. It was it was a it was a year that Harry Potter and uh, shoot, which one was it? Order of the Feet? No, not Order of the Feet. The one after that, Half Blood oh, Prince. Oh, Half Blood Prince. Yeah. yeah, it was it was that summer. Yeah, and um, that was the first year we did. So whatever year that was, um, I, j- I just remember getting Transformers two and <laughs> immediately regretting my decision. That was a, a true rookie mistake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As I say, and we've learned a lot in doing this and we're going to start sharing some, not all, but some, you know, some of our secrets here and, uh, and preview, uh, 2019 fall movies, um, for you and tell you what's coming out and what to, uh, what to look for and, uh, maybe movies to avoid. We're going to start talking about really the biggest movies uh, that are coming out this year. Movies you've probably heard of, hopefully you've heard of, maybe not. Um, as before we before we get to that, let's take a step back and let's just run through what Fantasy Box Office is. So again, we did a whole write up last year. Uh, we laying out our rules and our league structure, and you can find that. Um, by Googling Fantasy Box Office on Stage Blog. But we'll lay it out uh, briefly here. So basically, this works just like fantasy football in terms of fantasy football, you have a roster of players and you get points based off of their production. Fantasy Box Office, you select a movie uh, roster of movies and you get points based off of their production. We value, we measure production with two metrics. One is box office, domestic box office. If you want to use global, go for it. Uh, we used we've used domestic, and the second is the Rotten Tomato score. Yep. If if you want to use Metacritic, if you want to use Cinema Score, go for it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is what is what we use. Yeah. I think even and, one year or a couple of years we did the uh, top critics. Even we did from Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yes, we did. We did do that one year. I think the problem with that we found was some movies have like six top critics. Well, and, you know, you get hundred percent. I I felt it was more of you know. Adding a little spice into the relationship. <laughs> yeah, one year we'll, we should really try and figure out the perfect formula, like QBR, you know, and just <laughs> we'll, we'll factor Metacritic, Cinema Score, Top Critics, Regular Critics. We'll just come up with a horribly complicated formula that no one can, will be able to follow. Consensus rankings. <laughs> right. Yeah, so the points work out to box office times Rotten Tomato score. So if total box office of movie, domestic box office is $100 million, Rotten Tomato score seventy percent. You get seventy million dollars, and so you do that for all the movies on your roster. And the roster with the most points wins the league. And we did this. We've been doing this for summer, and so the way we've structured this is we have two seasons. So one is a summer season, which by today's standards, we've or at least to today's time frame, goes from around early March to. Right. Through the end of August. That's like summer. We call that summer. And then the fall season goes from early to mid-September, depending on the year, through uh, January. Through January. So it all it spans almost the entire year. February gets left out. Um, you know, through to through some through just uh, timing, yeah, because yeah. these leagues have to end sometime. But and, there, and there's like ten days in September that <laughs> right. get left out too. Correct. And and honestly, you can 
pick whatever time frame works for you. Uh, these are what we found kind of works the best. We like having more movies available than not. But if right. you want, you know, whatever, whatever works. I mean, and, I, I suppose you could do like a, an entire year, but that, that's probably I would think be a little difficult with, you know, movies getting pushed back and. You know, not not being sure when exactly if uh, things will get a release at the end of the year. Yeah, one thing we, one thing you could try is like a dynasty league, like they do in football, mm-hmm. where you're you're drafting movies like three years out, you know, based off of what's <laughs> happened, and you know nothing. Maybe you may not even know an actor at that point. But just, okay, if you know, you're doing I'm, a dynasty <laughs> league for movies, I'm gonna say this right now: you need to go to a gambler's anonymous <laughs> meeting and get yourself hey! checked in. I'm just help. saying, right? <laughs> you need help. <laughs> the uh, hey, if you love movies, you can follow what you. I love. mean, I love, I love movies. I love fantasy sports. <laughs> Even that's just like that's maybe going too far. Just watch 2025. We're going to be watching it. Just, just, just watch. But my name is Ken Jones. I have a problem. <laughs> but you know, we so we had our summer fantasy league this past summer, and so again, as referenced in the open, uh, I, I will be winning uh the summer by projected 98 percent of returns are in and my roster consisted of i think we all had seven or eight movies each right. and so i had avengers endgame uh my, my big movies were avengers endgame i had the movie us uh secret life of pets i had pikachu and then i filled it out with uh, pet cemetery crawl which happened through a couple you know a couple ad drops um and I'm forgetting uh, the seventh movie I had, but that was, but that was the foundation of the roster, and we do an auction style bid. So we started off snake draft, you know, right. just like most fantasy football leagues. We decided auction. We decided to because it's you know, we're only talking about thirty five to forty picks. Decided to try auction, and we haven't left auction since we tried it. It really the- was the way to go. I we highly recommend auction for this. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's pretty manageable for movie leagues. You're talking, you know, minimum 25 picks at most 40 to 45. You can get through it, you know, an hour, hour, hour and a half or so. Yeah. And we started doing snake draft. However, if you want to pick your league snake draft, go for it. Again, we recommend auction, uh, $10 per movie. It doesn't really matter what you say. If you want to have the training wheels on, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And when we preview this coming season, we'll talk about it in snake draft a little bit. Cause I think, I think it's easier to break down in fantasy terms in for snake draft versus because auction values just depend on, you know, what your budget is and what you set it at. I mean, maybe, maybe we could rank like our top five or top 10 or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, how we want so again it's really easy to set up and uh we highly recommend if you have any if uh if you like movies and you like following movie news and you like trash talking your friends go go set this up in terms of my roster so i think ken you would agree that the winning movie for me was us because i was able to get yeah at about like 15 16 bucks yeah you know, and also, that was that was a big one um it also didn't help that you got uh secret life of pets too uh for you know, barely over like twelve <laughs> bucks or something. Yeah, Which, no, that, that didn't that didn't make as much money as as the original, but it still it netted you over a hundred million dollars. Uh, really? Because it, it finished at one fifty fifty six percent Rotten Tomato score, right? Yeah. So it should be like eighty bucks, eighty million. Okay, well, solid result. I mean, it's a, it's a good solid result. I haven't actually uh, looked at the numbers like in depth recently. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that was I got so I got great value for both us and Life of Pets, and I, I don't not sure anyone else got that kind of value in any of the no. That's really that's really sort of the secret of. Of fantasy movie league it's very, you got to get your blockbuster it's very yeah. hard to win if you don't pick the right yeah. blockbusters but you also have to either it's a sleeper with a one dollar two dollar that overperforms or right. that level that really, performs blockbuster you gotta you gotta really nail your your middle tier mm-hmm. you can't and and try to avoid really the uh the clunkers uh on the Rotten Tomatoes. And, and Ken, this is a really fascinating fall winter season because the middle tier is, there's a big middle tier this year, I would say much bigger than in previous years. And I think there's a fairly wide range of outcomes for a lot of these middle tier movies. So there, there's, yeah, I think that this really requires picking the right ones, you know, mm. to sort of fill out your roster because, and I want to start off with sort of the blockbusters. Um, there's only fall. So summer, there's usually a dozen or so candidates for like 
movies that are going to do more than $200 million when you take box office times Rotten Tomato. One other thing before I get into that, we're going to discuss, we have a cap on our numbers. So we cap total points at 200 per movie. In the fall anyways. In the the summer we do, we do uh, 250. Yes. Summer, right. Just because the reason for that is because usually there are fewer uh, movies that make a ton of money in the fall and winter. Mm-hmm. And so we lower the cap to kind of adjust to, uh, you know, artificially level the playing field, so to yeah. speak. We we highly recommend some type of either a hard cap or some type of heavy taxation where you get dollar for dollar up to 200, but then, you know, maybe 50% from 200, 300 and 10%, some type of regressive uh, taxation, so to speak. Uh, but we rec- for simplicity's sake, I think a hard cap works. Yeah. I think we found a hard cap really works. Yeah. It's fair. <laughs> But still puts value on the blockbusters. Absolutely. So this fall has, I, I, I would say, two mortal locks to cap, uh, to cap at 200. Star Wars, Rise yes. of Skywalker, and then Frozen 2. Frozen 2, yep. So Frozen, Frozen 2 is coming out the week before Thanksgiving. Um, and and Skywalker and the Legend of, Legend of Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker is coming out the week before Christmas, and so those are two of the biggest weeks of the season. Um, if you had to say, can so, I think you agree they're both mortal locks. Is anyone a tiny bit more of a mortal lock than the other in terms? Oh, of I mean, how- Star Wars is a stone cold lock of the, of the fall. Yeah, there's there's no way you're not getting two hundred million dollars from that. The only question for us, by the way, a certain a certain editor in chief of onstage blog disagrees with you, but but really, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, but he Mr. also has only one one. <laughs> yeah, well, one exactly. Panel, so. Yeah, let's uh, not get carried away with uh, you know printing off like Dewey over <laughs> Truman here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Star Wars is going to make uh, at least probably, I mean, I'll, I'll be modest, at least $600 million mm-hmm. and probably closer to 700 or 800. Yeah, so that's so right. It, so, it would have to be 40% or right. worse to, to, uh, to, not, to not hit $200 million. So Force Awakens did 974 and Last Jedi did 609. So Last Jedi, I mean, yeah, Force Awakens obviously had a lot going for it to drive that number up to a billion. A number of people rewatching it, going to the theater three or four times. That was not the case with Last Jedi for a few reasons, one of which being there was many uh, hardcore Star Wars fans. I'm sure boycotted the movie because they're so upset with, you know, what what happened with the story and Luke and all that. Um, There's going to be some I, I, I am curious what the what the total box office of this will end up being. I don't think it's going to hit 609 of uh, Last Jedi. I it depends cuz so <laughs> I want to say we'll preview we'll preview our box office preview episode of I'm sure where we're going to go with this in December. <laughs> but they're, so they're definitely they're definitely going to try and please the hardcore fan base. I think you just tell that from the trailer. You know, we're going to have some heavy Lando, the Palpatines can be back in some fashion. Right. They're definitely Going to try and win back some of those, you know, fans. Are they going to come back though? And will they want to watch this three times? You know, I mean, again, this is the last Luke Skywalker movie. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, yeah, I think I think the whole like seeing it multiple times probably kind of wore off with the first one. Mm-hmm. That, I think that was mostly a one-time thing. So, so, do, so, do you agree? Do you think it's going to be over or under six oh nine? Which that's a good question. Yeah. Trilogies, they tend they trilogies. Just, they do the tend to regress, tends, right? They do tend to yeah. regress. But this is Star Wars, and this is the last Skywalker movie, so yeah, they got to end the Skywalker at some point. So it does right. to be this one. It's probably going to be a hammer of an ending. <laughs> you know, it's probably going to be one of those endings like Avengers Endgame. You know, they're going right. to try and stick the landing as much as possible. Yeah, I'd say probably. Mm. That's a really good question. I didn't realize. I thought. Uh, I really thought that uh, that Last Jedi made like over seven hundred, not six twenty. So, yeah, six oh nine. Heck, I'll say over. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, th- just the Abrams factor. I think kind of yeah, pushes I, it up. 
I agree. I think it'll. I I I think it'll make. I think it'll get to seven. I agree. I think that. I think it's gonna be. They're gonna really try and make this crowd pleasing, and I think almost all the Star Wars fans will end up coming back, even if some of them swear it off because of Last Jedi or or whatever. So people really swear off after Last Jedi. Oh, you know how dumb people get. I, I mean, do. I'm not. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I really do. Yeah. So, so in the snake draft, Star Wars is number one. Yeah. Over, even though again we're really nitpicking hairs here because Frozen, Frozen Two, I can tell you from going to kids' events and kids' parties, and I've been to Disney on Ice now twice. Frozen 2 is going to be a monster. <laughs> it's, I mean, I went to a Disney on Ice um, this past year, and this was like all Disney. So it wasn't just like so. So it wasn't just a Frozen event. This was all the Disney. Like they had all the Disney characters involved in this, and I swear, eighty to ninety percent of the kids, boys and girls, were in Frozen stuff. <laughs> you know, is Olaf outfits or Anna, and also eighty is eighty percent at least. So I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Frozen on Ice. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of crossover there, right? So, Frozen, the first Frozen did 440 million with one heck of a multiplier, you know, as word of mouth spread. Um, I'm on record. Well, actually, I'm not on record yet, but I, I'm telling people I think the sequel. I one of my bold predictions is I think the sequel will open north of 200 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, is my is my bold prediction on this? Um, I think this is because not only do you have that generation of fans who who enjoyed it initially came out, but you've had you know years you know was, the first one came out in 2013, and you've had right. a whole new generation of suite of kids who have now watched Frozen at home and streaming and whatnot. So, so I think yeah, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you got so, a lot of people that are looking forward to seeing this in the theater. For what it's worth, the original Frozen, the first one when it was released. Uh, its weekend numbers were 67, 31, 22, 19, 28, 19, right. 14, 11, 16, right. 9, 8, 6, 6, 8, 4, 3, 2, 2, and before it dips below a million in March, in the third week of March. <laughs> so it was definitely a movie that had legs. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah. I would be interested to see what... Um, what Disney sequels or even Pixar sequels that have released in the fall have done for opening weekends. Yeah. It seems like they're more like they're not as front loaded as, as some other movies. Correct. I would agree with that. Yeah. And there's not, I mean, again, I'm thinking off the top of my head. Um, I, there's not many I can think of that even were just released. I mean, the Good Dinosaur came out in November, so, and that, that was a fairly tepid opening. And Coco, Coco came out in November. Moana came out in November as well. Yeah. And let's see, Coco. Yeah, Coco was like fifty, twenty-seven, eighteen, nine, five, eight. Yeah, it yeah. jumped back up a little bit and during uh, Christmas, during Christmas breaks. Yeah. Uh, what about? Um, shoot, I just. Oh yeah, Moana. Let me look right here real quick. Yep. 248 lifetime. Opening weekend 56, 28, 18, 12, 7. Then you get Christmas breaks 12, 10, 15. Yep. 6, 4. So yeah, these 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 movies tend to have very long legs. Yes. And especially being the first movie you know, sequels tend to be more front-loaded, you know, because everyone knows what to expect, and they really and it becomes an event movie. So I don't think Frozen yeah. Two. Well, if it's if it's great, then well, it'll have some pretty decent legs for Christmas season, you know, and whatnot. We we say that, but what about Wreck It Ralph Two? <sighs> so Wreck Ralph Two. Correct, because um, that first one I think only only quote unquote did 185 uh, box office thereabouts. And I, I know the second one had like a ninety percent Rotten Tomato. I was not a fan of it. I don't think it deserved it. Um, so, and I think it had, if I remember, I think it had pretty. I shouldn't. I should. It did two hundred one. And yeah, again, what? it was it was like fifty six million dollars. Yeah, f- open fifty six opening weekend, and it did more than the sequel. You know, which is I think right. interesting to note. Um, so, you know, Frozen at 441, again, I would, I would go over, I think there's a chance it would, comes in under just, you know, just because 
everyone their mother probably saw Frozen when it came out because of word of mouth and everything. Um, so it's likely not all of them would come back, but I think there's another mini generation of kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that came up afterwards that have seen it and that the parents want to take them to see it. Um, that has a very good chance to kind of beat that number. So I think we're agreed in a snake draft. This is your number two movie. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's a, it's a near mortal lock. It's cat. I mean, Pixar movies, I'm sorry, Disney movies very rarely are below 80% Rotten Tomato score. I mean, that's just, you know, it's yeah. just kind of the fact of animated movies, which is why as a general <clears throat> fancy box office strategy, you should always highly rate uh, animated movies, any animated movie, um, particularly Disney and particularly Pixar animated movies because yep. the, ro- the Rotten Tomato floor is, you know, again, 60 to 70. Yeah. So that's if, like the lowest, you know, right. they go, if, even bad. Unless ones. it's a Cars movie. <laughs> That's still uh, unbelievable. But even those, yeah. Cars two had like a twenty five percent. That's yeah. for yeah. Pixar. We didn't really look back at it. Jeez, and honestly, it like it's not even like I don't know. I like Cars two better than like I like Cars two better than Wreck It Ralph two. I never watched. <laughs> I had no interest in the Cars franchise. Well, yeah, I, mean, I didn't see three. You don't have kid. Yeah, you don't have kids, so it's right. understandable. I, I had no interest until you're right. Obviously, yeah. But so yeah, having nephews and nieces and kids and stuff. Yeah, if you're not putting Pixar or Disney in your like top three rankings for you know prep for these, these this movie league, you're not doing it right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, or your name is Chris Peterson. <laughs> you're not doing it right. But which is funny because we we've certainly had examples in our leagues where it's just where like a typical animated movie, we're just like, Oh, whatever. It's not gonna do anything. But then all of a sudden it's 75% yep. rotten tomato and it does 130 million, which mm-hmm. 130 is good. You know, that's a very solid result. Yes. You can get, if your competitors are sleeping, you can, you might be able to steal, you know, some of these animated, these lesser known animated movies. And some of these we'll get to because there are some lesser known animated movies coming yep. out uh, in September, November and October for that matter. So we are agreed about, Star Wars and Frozen 2. I think so. The third, if you're number three in a snake draft, I think I think we agree on this. You tell me. I think it would have to be It Chapter 2. Uh, yeah, but uh, yes. Yeah, and, I, and it's, not a, it's not a lock to cap. Uh, uh, I well, yeah, I, yeah, you're probably right. It's not a lock. I can't call it a lock, but it's, I would say, it's a very good chance. Um, the first it the first it movie did eighty six percent Rotten Tomato score and about three hundred and twenty five million in box office, which would have capped it. Yeah. Um, hard to say. I, the box office will definitely be north of two hundred million for sure. I think we can safely say that it would be a shock if it ended up south of two hundred million. Right. Will it get to three hundred million? I mean, it'll partly depend on if the Rotten Tomato score is the, good or not. It depends on the reviews. Yeah. Yeah, and there's certainly a lot of good you know, word of mouth and intrigue about that. This it movie could actually be like legitimately, legitimately great uh, following the TV movie that was in the early nineties. So I, I would grade this very high again. I think, I think this is the only movie left, which has, which would have as high as a chance as this does to cap at 200 mm-hmm. million. So this would be my number three overall pick. Um, right. And yours as well. Yeah. I mean, for more or less, the- yeah, I mean, for the purposes of our league, it's it's not in the window, right? Correct. Yeah. So, right. Although we might, we have to talk about whether we we probably should because I yeah, mean, I'm not opposed. I'm not. I'm opposed. not. I'm not either. <laughs> I would definitely be okay with extending it to the first weekend of September. Yeah. But yeah, so, it, it would definitely be my number three. Yes. If it, if it was available. Yes. Yeah. So we. Th- so there are a few other key movies. We're gonna we're gonna save discussion of that until we're going to go so the interesting thing about fall is each month has sort of a unique little story in terms of certain types of movies that release in those months whereas the summer the summer is generally kind of one long month and like they just kind of fit in blockbusters when they can but you know there's there's as we'll get into there's certain types of movies that are released in october there's there's certain definitely yeah (laughs) there's definitely a template Yes. There's a little bit of one for summer, although it's it's a little more um, malleable. But this one in the fall, like you you can pretty much it, it's kind of, it's almost like clockwork. Yeah, you know what you're getting on like certain weekends. Yes. So we're we're the rest of our discussion will be framed on a month by month basis, um, and so there, there's a couple 
other movies of note, but we'll get to that as we get to the timing. So as we just discussed it, chapter three. So what's funny about it two. is a uh, chapter two. Sorry. The Getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> it chapter. <laughs> uh, what, what if it was so good? They're like, we're going to make a third. Chapter. You know what? I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule out it. Chapter three. If they're like oh, all seniors, okay. if they're all like senior citizens, in the nursing home, the and Pennywise <laughs> uh, haunts them in the, in the nursing uh, home, you know, that would be amazing actually. But um, <laughs> then, then you could bring back Clint Eastwood and, uh, you know, you can bring all these old geriatric <laughs> oh, actors. Man. Jones. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you got Donald Sutherland, Kurt Douglas, you know, let's roll him out. You know, <laughs> Southern, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Michael Douglas. <laughs> no, he's too young. Too, he's, he's still too young. He's too young. <laughs> it's like seventies. I know. I, I know. <laughs> so, what's interesting about it, Chapter Two is so it's coming out in the first week of September, which as the, the first one did, and September used to be a pretty dead period um, for movies, and it still is for the most part. But the fact that they had. Uh, they had the balls to basically say, come and get it. <laughs> you know, like we know what this movie is. doesn't matter. We're going to release it first week of September. And now it's sort of like, I think it's probably become, it's probably going to become a new event week. Cause the year before the nun came out first week of September. So it might be like the opening horror week, <laughs> you know, for the season, um, which is kind of, again, I'm going to have this same complaint for Christmas movies. Like they release. Like Christmas movies are released in November, but they don't release any Christmas movies in December. It's, it makes zero sense to me. But I, yeah. that's I I fear that's gonna be the same thing for September. You know, horror movies. In yeah, September. I don't know about that. I, I need to see more <laughs> like what happens in twenty 2020 twenty and yeah twenty twenty one because it feels like it uh, and it chapter two are just kind of like a we're gonna own the this month and and be really good right and, right. and the nun was like you know. And also ran, or mm-hmm. you know, like a, a poor imitator. Yeah, I, and not getting too much in the weeds. I mean, the Nun did have success. I mean, it opened to around fifty million uh, opening right, but weekend. What was the Rotten Tomato? Yeah, not very good. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, yeah. But just in terms of overall, you know, draw. So, but September overall is not a great month. There's and looking at this September, there's not a whole lot to look to to look forward to. There's one movie in particular that uh i know ken's gonna love getting to box office preview for which is ad astra and i think oh, has... i thought you were gonna say downton abbey <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> hey quick question I, before I we get about... to ad astra yes um on. we're talking about september being kind of like a, a lower quality month what yes. where would you rank like the bottom like four months of the year so the worst... i would say january is yeah. number one like the la- like the worst one agree yep I agree. January's the worst. I would say second worst is September. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Third, I think it's definitely in like the bottom four. I'm just not sure if it's, but keep going. Yeah, I would say, I would, I'd probably say third. I, I, I was gonna say April, but then everyone's gonna say, well, Endgame came out in April, but they moved that's, up Endgame. That's more recent. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, until bigger movies also release in April and a couple have like fast and furious came out in April. One of them did. So, but again, like every other month they put blockbusters in now. So it's yeah. pretty, I would still have to say April and then maybe February, yeah. but you See, know. I would say January, February, September, and then a tie for either April or August, depending on, depending on the year. I think February is going to be an okay month because they're going to put like, you know, Valentine's Day weekend. They're going to put a de- some decent movies on and around yeah. that. And I think, like, and I, I don't think that's a. I mean, again, it's not a great mo- movie month, but you know, they've Lego movies now opened in February. We've had Deadpool open in February. I, it's I, more recent, yeah. But I, I, I think, yeah, yeah the overall. So, if, we, so trend, if you're, though. yeah. So if you asked me this five years ago. I would, I would probably, I would agree with your ranking. Mm. So five years ago, January, February, September, April, March would probably be the way I'd rank them. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you know, things that you, they're just they have so many blockbusters they want to put out that all yeah. these months are now fair game. Um, as we'll get into January's part of this discussion, <laughs> the first two weeks of January are still pretty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly, truly, the movie graveyard. Um, you yeah. know, for for bad movies. 
So uh, let's get back to September. So yeah, sorry. So I think uh, the movies of note coming out in September. So we have at, was, we should start off with that asterisk because I think there's some Oscar potential here. Yeah. Well some interesting box office potential here. So at Astra is originally supposed to come in May. Um, it got pushed off to this uh, September, September 20th comes out stars brad pitt and it's an outer space movie and there's more to it in that he's got to find his father there's uh, the, the fate of the worlds at hand um but ultimately it's brad pitt in space and it's a space drama uh, a realistic space drama not like yep. a space uh, space opera like, or like a yeah more like a interstellar right or, or yeah art house version of interstellar yeah so so ken what do you, what do you think about its p- p- box office potential here and as a <sighs> fancy box office candidate i mean i'm very i'm very much looking forward to it based on the previews but um in terms of its box office i'm i'm a little um i'm a little re- i have i have reservations mainly because of the track record of the director uh james gray yep um who has Never had a movie make more than thirty million dollars at the box office, <laughs> and that was uh, his highest one. Was We Own the Night back in um, two thousand seven, right? Which right. made twenty eight million dollars. So for- it's not exactly, you know, if, if it did, I think it might do more. It should do more than that, based on word of mouth and and Oscar prestige. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not expecting this to you know hit triple digits. Yeah, I. I agree, and just for first-time players, a fancy box office director. So directors are fairly. You can correlate the director and potential Rotten Tomato pretty well. I mean, I would say you're always. Most directors will always have either an occasional clunker with a stream of well-reviewed movies, and then vice versa. But right, a generally good director is going to make generally good movies, and so I would always look to see. If you don't know anything about the movie, look at the director, look at its previous hits. Have they directed the genre before? Have they directed commercial success before? Have they directed, you know, well-reviewed movies, movies before? Right. And it tends to be a pretty good predictor. Yeah, and you can also look at, like, you know, um, someone like Denis Villeneuve, who's, like, started off, at, like, small and has built up as he's as he's gone along, making, mm-hmm. like, Blade Runner 2049 and then um, Arrival. And you can see a progression in, yeah. in his box office numbers as yeah. he's kind of, you know, being given more free, like bigger budgets to work with, and you know, um, gets more trust from the studios. Yeah. So I generally agree. I think I think an over under box office for Ad Astra would be, you know, the seventy million range, sixty to seventy. That even think, might be on the high end. It might be. No, it might be. I think if yeah. it's great, you know, it could certainly eclipse it. Yes. If it's and you know the reviews are okay to not so great. I think yeah, could be south of fifty. We're not we're not expecting gravity numbers. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Though again, I, there's I mean, I every to once see. in a while gravity. Did, you know, <laughs> gravity kind of came out of nowhere too. Yeah, you know, I, I remember winning the the box office based. Yeah, on gravity is my number one movie, and it was I was I was heckled for it. I remember at the time and deservedly so. But gravity worked out. It was uh, yeah. I think it capped if I remember right. Uh, oh yeah, it made it made a ton of money. Yeah. So uh, so Ad Astra of here is one to keep an eye on. Another one, um, there's an animated movie, Abominable, that's coming out on uh, September 27th. Always always put a little star next to the animated ones. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and interestingly, so I, I, this can't be coincidence, but so last year, an animated movie about. You know, an abominable snowman also came out in the last was week of September. <laughs> that was Smallfoot, yeah. So, I would look to that as a good comp for this. And Smallfoot yeah. did about ninety million. Um, anime movies have dropped before around this time. We've had Storks before, yep. and they, they they do around a hundred million. And again, Rotten Tomato they don't tend to be great. I think Smallfoot and Storks is around like you know sixty ish percent. Rotten Tomato, so it's and again. That's that's you can get like forty to sixty million, right? Know, from the right, and it's actually it's and when you do your homework, again, it's 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 pretty good as a benchmark to be able to say, okay, I know this is going to do this, right? And they kind of rate all the other movies relative to that. So, again, I would 
so again, we again, our, I think we agree. Our expected value on this, you know, is again around to net out, you know, probably between fifty and seventy-five million thereabouts, yeah. which puts it as a decent, you know, I, I've ranked as a role player putting this in sports terms. Um, so you know, keep that in mind as you rate your movies. Other than September, we have Rambo: Last Blood, which the new trailer came out today. Oh, uh, that's right, I forgot to watch that. <laughs> it's basically I saw the first one, but. It, yeah, yeah, it's basically taken, but starring Rambo. I mean, okay. Uh, I'm not expecting much of this, are you? No, yeah. no not really. <laughs> um, there's a few uh, Oscar, Os- uh, I call them Oscar bait movies. Um, we have that you want to keep an eye on. One is called Judy. It stars Renee Zellweger as is the life of Judy Garland. Um, it's clearly gunning for our Best Picture Oscar. Uh, also, The other one is Downton Abbey, which... I, I gotta admit, so again, I have not watched the show. I just assume this is sort of like, you know, a play for a thousand theaters and make ten million bucks and call it a day. But right. apparently, there's some serious Oscar buzz around this. What? Uh, Stop I, it! I mean, look, this is early. Stop no one's no one seen the movie yet, but there's people like, oh, Downton Abbey, this could compete. Who knows? Stop it! It's. Um, I mean, yeah. The only thing I would say about Judy and Downton Abbey and movies like that is, is look at box office mojo and look to see what's in bold for a wide release and what's for a limited release. Uh, because, you know, mo- I, I love art house and, and limited release movies. Um, but the, it's, it's probably less than a 50, 50 shot that they end up getting a wide release and end up being profitable movies in, in the fall and winter. Yeah. Unless, you- they, unless they're like, unless they nab a ton of Oscar nominations, and even then that's not necessarily enough. And this is what makes the fall really unique and really challenging compared with the summer. In the summer, you have very few, if any, like Oscar bait movies that have limited releases and right. could potentially go out in the fall. I mean, the the challenge is studios will just put it on limited release in a date, and then they'll see what the reception is, yeah. you know, and, and what, the, and then they'll make a decision later on. Oh, we're going to release this. Nationwide. And the problem, and the problem is, is it's in the fall and winter, you have these movies that get the limited release. Uh, and y- y- there's no, there's not a whole lot of information out there as mm-hmm. to whether, you know, movie A is getting a wide release three weeks afterwards, right? Uh, right. And if movie B is also going to get a wide release three weeks later, or if it's just going to disappear, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's no, there's not a whole lot uh, information to go on. Yeah. So you got to really do your homework. Yeah, this you really do your homework because if you do catch the sleeper right, it can really pay off dividends. Yeah. Because a lot of these Oscar bait movies you might be able to get for a dollar, two dollars, a late round pick, like a very late round pick. But if it catches fire, it gets wide release. In Dece- you know, it gets limited release in September, but wide release in November, December. You can make a hundred million easily, yeah. you know, if you catch the right movie. Um, I so, feel like I did that like last year in the fall or something. I can't remember which movie it was. Yeah, I tried. So I tried that with um, the RBG movie, the Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh. movie, and it just it, it don't got... do it with a documentary, folks. <laughs> no, it wasn't a documentary. It was is Felicity. <laughs> oh, Jones. oh, okay. I, I yeah, okay. Yeah, and it never got above like a thousand theaters, and it just, and it wasn't even that good anyway. And I just I guess wrong. It happens. Like I guessed right a couple years ago with hidden figures like that was a limited release and then it got great buzz and um, i think i did it with la la land oh no that was well that might have been limited release but we all bid that up pretty well we were all yeah but i don't think it got into the double digits though that's possible i'd have to go back and look at that yeah that's that's possible because it was like because again you don't know (laughs) because it has to be good it has to have some box office potential and they could release this middle of January and you have two weeks, you know, of, uh, so it's a risk. I yeah. mean, all, all these are a risk. I want to uh, go back real quickly, just very quickly yep. to, uh, 2016, just to give some, some warnings or caveats that we were talking okay. about before. So, uh, you did, you, you picked up hidden figures for free. Okay. Yeah. And that made a ton of money. Right. right. That was a good, that was a good call. Yep. Um, Let's see. I picked up La La Land for eight dollars, and that made over a hundred million dollars. Okay, yeah. So that was a good call. Um, yep. Bad call was me picking Passengers for nineteen dollars. Yeah, 
trying I, and banking on the star power of Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Honestly, I thought that was a, I, I I defended your bid on that. That was yeah, a reasonable, but everybody that was a reasonable bid. It was, but everybody kind of like when I I remember when I threw it out there, everybody was like didn't really know about the movie at the time because it was oh I September and there hadn't been a whole lot of um well no 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 advertisement Pass- for it. At Passengers that came out in December. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was oh, saying I, I, when we oh, did wait, the auction. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got in you, September. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but that that royally backfired on me. Yeah, uh, and then um, yeah, I tried to. I uh, still. You know. Yeah, I don't. Pass, passengers should have worked better as a movie, and it should have done more box office. I just, I, I still don't quite understand. There what was there was there. a huge, uh, <laughs> you know, basically consent. Um, I mean, yeah, sexual uh, consent kind of. Uh, uh, I don't know. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence at the peak of her powers. Chris Pratt at close to the peak of his powers. Yeah. December movie. You know, it was. I don't know. But yeah, anyway. I, I'm just saying. There's, there's, there's. Uh, you know, good risk and bad risk. So yes. You need to, you know. So we'll get into it. I, I, I kind of like Judy as a possible sleeper. I think it has what Hollywood likes when it's looking for. And Renelle Zellweger really looks like she's went all in as far as, as far as Judy Garland imitation. I don't think, it, I don't think it has triple digit potential, even if it caught fire and went wide, but could it mm. do 30 to 40 million in the right wide release? I think it's possible. Mm. Uh, I would keep an eye on that. I don't, again, I'm very skeptical on Downton Abbey. Um, I think that's just a very limited audience. Yeah. If it goes, um, one movie before we get out of September. Um, well, there's a couple of the movies. Uh, the week of nine thirteen again is not a great week. We had the Goldfinch, which is about basically a boy grieving with loss. It's clearly going for some type of Oscar. Um, I, I don't see much potential in it. Uh, you can interrupt whenever you want. And then lastly, there's a movie called Hustlers, which is about a bunch of strip club dancers getting revenge on their Wall Street clients. I don't even know what the yeah, audience I is saw, for that. <laughs> I saw the trailer for that, and I don't know what to make of it. I couldn't tell if it was a comedy, a drama, a dramedy. Uh, it, it, it felt yeah. like, kind of like it was all over the map a little bit. So I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend a dollar on either of these movies unless there's no movies no. left. I don't. Th- I don't think these are draftable movies. Yeah, that, that's those are the kind of movies that uh, you you maybe circle. If you've spent like fifty of your sixty dollars <laughs> on Star Wars, then you need to supplement it with a bunch of one dollar movies, right? Right. But <laughs> just again, to, just to have movies on your roster that are making that's money. A good out example of them. because, like, so if I had to choose between one or the other, I picked the Goldfinch. Like, just in the yes. in the rare event it becomes like a wide release in November or something. Like hustlers, there's no universe where the hustlers is gonna, you know, do more than like 10, 20 million. Like, I'm sorry, it's coming out mid September, which is like a graveyard for movies. And it's, there's no Oscar potential. There's no, I don't think there's even any box office potential. Like, it's just don't bother. Just don't, don't bother. One movie I wanna touch on before we get to October is The Hunt. Um, I was very bummed this oh, got me canceled. Too. <laughs> me too. I don't think this was a great prospect, but I think it could, it had some potential to do some decent box office because yeah. it's basically like um, the game, not 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 the David Fincher game, the um, the Ice Team movie, oh, yeah, most yeah, yeah. game, right? Which I which was a, a cult classic and you know uh, a very fun movie, and you know there could have you know if if these stupid political types if they just you know i won't spend too much time this i promise but you know it was was the you know the conservatives or whoever that got mad that the hunt was coming out because conservatives are being hunted by liberals whatever but of course i mean if you know how these hollywood movies go they would come out to be the hero because it's not right it's not just a movie obviously the the rich people that are hunting human beings are not going to (laughs) prevail they're not going to come on they're going to be villains. They're going to be vilified. But anyway, so I thought, like, I would have, I would have scored this movie in like the sixty to seventy million dollar range, and you know, Rotten Tomato. Mm, I Close don't know, like seventies. Like yeah, and yeah. but with potential, with possible potential to go higher if it was actually any good or fine. Right. Like it had, like it was like you know, good satire kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer that this is canceled. I think this would have been an interesting bid. I, yes. I would have I would have kept it on my radar for like an end of the roster, you know, situation, depending on how yeah. much I had left. But oh well. Shame on you. 
Shame so, on the audience. Go ahead. Yes, shame on them. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Any other? No. Um, okay. We're good. Let's get into Let, October. Let's get in October. One of my and my favorite movie slots of the year is the first week in October because mm. this is where like the dr- the adult dramas come out. <laughs> you know, this is Always the adult drama <laughs> in the first week of October. This was the Gravity Week. This is the week Gravity came out. Um, you know, and we always get interesting movies around. The Girl this, on the Train, right? Right. Which I want to get into. Gone I, Girl. Right? Gone Girl. Yep. 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 Girl on the train and then woman in the window coming out. So it's like, <laughs> actually, I think girl. that got pushed out. I didn't see a release date for that. Woman in the window? Yeah. Uh, on IMDb, anyways. So Box Office Mojo lists that as first week in October. Yeah. And then I looked in uh, on IMDb and there's no date listed at all. Yeah. So, I mean, we have to pick something as book of record. I always kind of, oh, it's not on IMDb. It's not on Box Office Mojo anymore. No. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you got to be careful about that. Like, look no, but at that, the release schedule, and then that changing like, on the title because that changed this afternoon. Because oh like, wow, I was looking at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. That was all right. The woman in the window. Oh, it got pushed out to May twenty, uh, two thousand twenty. Wow. Um, oh, that stinks. I really want. I had, uh, release. Yeah, I had a whole riff about <laughs> about this ready to go. That's too bad. Well, um, instead we can talk about the Joker. Oh, and I and I do want to <laughs> talk about the Joker. Um, so the Joker is possibly the most interesting release coming out. The most, um, how do we say this? It, it's, it's the most questions about it. I should say like it's, it's the highest floor, highest ceiling. Um, <laughs> definitely a high floor. Um, the ceiling is interesting and I want to talk oh, about the ceiling. You with know what's you. interesting? Yeah. Venom came out on the same weekend last yes, year. Yes, it did. Yes. I just realized that. <laughs> right. Another, mm. you know, um, comic book villain movie. Staking so we the have, claim to the so, first right. week of October. So the first week of October has Girl on a Blank. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and also Girl comic- in Space. <laughs> right. Girl faking <laughs> her death. Girl, girl on a, a porch. Woman on the porch. You know, is, is the next one. Uh, <laughs> girl in the car is... woman, in, woman in the park <laughs> and woman in com- the coffee shop <laughs> and, and and comic book villain movies this is what yes. it's up for so the joker <laughs> is a really interesting fantasy box office prospect because so it's a comic book movie combined with a prestige movie combined with probably an oscar baity type movie uh, because you know Joaquin Phoenix is involved, and yeah. you know he doesn't do that many movies anymore. So, BoxOffice.com has projected a seventy million dollar opening and a hundred seventy million total, which is fairly front loaded and also fairly high for kind of a movie like this. A movie with no ties to any ongoing universe at all. This is a total standalone Joker movie, and it needs to be said again, is an origin movie about a villain that has never had an origin before and actually is, is mm. famous for never for not having an origin, which is going to be contentious with some comic book fans. Um, and whether Probably. they turn out or not, it's going to be a question. So, so I guess, so Ken, my question for you, so what do you think the ceiling is on this? So again, box office thinks it's like high hundreds. Yeah, so, that's probably the, the best case scenario, I would think. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, Venom topped out at like 213, I think. Right. So. And that was poorly reviewed, but I mean, that's also a very different villain and a different kind of movie. This is, this is much more of a, a drama. I mean, this is a period piece. Joker is a period piece. That's about one of the most iconic villains ever. So it doesn't have direct appeal to the comic book fans because again, it doesn't, it's not connected to anything. And we've already seen this villain a few times. Not connected yet. Not connected yet. No, you're right. Right. And I'm not sure, like, does it have appeal to the adult drama audience? Whereas, like, do they really want to see a movie that's based on a comic book like this? Maybe maybe some do, but it doesn't. It's a a fair question. Yeah, it's like. I'm trying to think if there's an, I feel like there's another example, but I can't, I can't place my finger on it. Yeah. I mean, again, this is, this is a movie with not. There really isn't a great comp for this. Um, 
because again, there just hasn't been a movie made like this before, like a period piece about <laughs> you know a comic book, a comic book know, villain. Yeah, a comic book villain, and yeah, it doesn't totally serve one audience. And it's it, it, but it can serve a couple. But is it enough of a poll? Even if it's great, and the trailer, there's arguments. This was the best trailer ever, which I'm like, no, really, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Ringer made that argument. You know that this was eh. like. Yeah, I'm like, no, fine. I mean, just because Louis Armstrong was in the background of yeah, it. Come on, slow your roll, Bill Simmons. <laughs> right, right. A little, little recency bias there. Right, right. But so I, one reader question asked me, I forget his name here. He asked if Joker had the ability to pass 200 million, like when you you know factor in uh, box office and Rotten Tomato, which would, if it does, that puts it in the top five. I think of the movies coming out this season. Yeah. It's, it's really close. Again, I'm still, there, there's something gnawing at me that there's an under expectation possibility that it just it underperforms. We're for underestimating. Some, for, oh, oh, okay. And here, and if like, let's say this is like a true period piece that spends 90% of the movie about like the Joker before he's a Joker about his relationship with his mom or his parents or whatever. And he's only wearing the clown mask in the last like ten minutes, and like there's no like real p- act piece in the movie where he chose shows his true anarchy, his anarchist spirit, you know, mm-hmm. which is what I think most comic book fans will be looking for. Like if this is truly like an origin story, and that comes out in the reviews, is that going to draw people there? So it, it's uh, to me, this is a really fascinating um, fancy box office prospect. Um, I think if you don't get Frozen 2, um, Star Wars, or It Chapter 2, I think you kind of have to... I mean, there's a couple others besides this, like if you, and like Jumanji, which we'll get to. Uh, if you don't get those four, I think you kind of have to go all in <laughs> on yeah, the Joker. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you're missing Star Wars and, and It and, uh, and, and Frozen 2, you're definitely uh, needing to make some choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you gotta start. You, you gotta start uh, bidding. You know, putting right. some high dollar bids on on certain movies. Well, I, I, again, I, I, I not to keep expressing doubts. I think there's a real possibility this doesn't break fifty opening weekend. Uh, you know, just again with all the questions going, on, especially if the plot is what we think it might be. You know, which is not a lot of Jokerish scenes going on. You know. Yeah, I wonder uh, if it's. I wonder if a comp to it is maybe. Uh, something like Watchmen, just because it's mm-hmm. the, the grittier and and uh, harder. Um, is this movie gonna be PG thirteen or R? Do you think I, it's R? I, th- I think they it is. It's R. Yeah. Okay. And seen anything? That, I mean, that makes me wonder because, uh, yeah, I'm just trying so, to find comps and I'm kind yeah. Of sure. So Watchmen uh, ended at 107 million. Um, that would not surprise me. I didn't adjust that for inflation. Let me see, because that was 2009 total. Let me see one second. And that was a March open. Oh. So one, yeah, 130 adjusted for inflation. Watchmen. That, yeah. that right? I, I think that's outcomes a possibility. Um, I don't. That's. And again, if it only does 130 and you're all in as sort of like that's the anchor of your roster, you're in trouble, <laughs> you know, unless, yeah. unless you have other movies, unless you like load up on movies. Yeah, you need to basically, yeah, exactly. You need to, that's that's one strategy to go with. Yeah. Uh, Joker is, yes, Joker is rated R. And that's another possible limit on, I mean, it, it's, yeah. I'm not sure I believe it, but the industries all say it. That's why industries always want these movies to be PG-13. Right. Because, like, if you rate it R, you cut the box office by 20% or whatever. It, I it mean, it, it does. There is a hampering um, yeah. or hindering that happens for most R-rated movies. Uh, yeah. there, I mean, there's exceptions like It Chapter 1 um, and obviously the, the Deadpool movies. Right, right. Definitely. You know? Yeah, so... Um, we, I, I think we're both. I think we're both agree this has to be probably this. This comes after 
again the big the big three and then probably after jumanji which we'll get to but yeah yeah this i i think this is still next because most of the other movies just don't really have the potential of the ceiling that this does also right. does have the rotten tomato pedigree that this will likely do although again this is todd phillips todd phillips weird, weird choice it's a weird movie it's a I know. really weird this is movie. a really really weird movie and that's like that's another reason like this, this the, yeah, the outcomes for this could be all, could be all over the map. <laughs> really could. Like this might just be a sixty percent rotten tomato based on Todd Phillips. Like he doesn't nail it. I mean, again, the trailer looks great and it looks like they have the, like, a great theme and tone. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll but, see. Okay. Um, so no woman in the window. We can skip. We can skip that. Um, next week. So and then also in October of note, we have. I, I also want to spend some time on this. Second week of October is also good for adult dramas or thrillers or whatever we have um adam's family which is not an adult but that's an animated another animated right another animated movie i would again star it i think again i don't think abominable is going to make a huge impression on it and i think adam's family being halloween oriented yeah plus it's animated, enough to stand out i would think. I, th- I think it's distinct um boxoffice.com does not have a big projection for this i think they're wrong i think there's again it has to be good and i'm a little yeah. worried that adam's family doesn't resonate that's, you know, that that would be my concern yeah, yeah that would be my big worry but I think a Halloween animated movie in this slot has potential. You know, yeah. there's not much else around it um, for yeah. for the kids. So I right. would I would definitely put a big star on this. I I tend to like its prospects, and I would again, if you're building around the Joker, this might be another movie that you know I may build around. I think again, most animated movies. The, the low end does what like Smallfoot and Storks did, which is like in the 70 to 80 million range. A really typical standard anime movie does in the 130 to 140 range, 120. Right. So even if it does somewhere between then, that's still a pretty good result. You know, and again, 70% Rotten Tomato plus 110 million animated that you're getting a good number there. So it's so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pencil you in for Spies in Disguise <laughs> when we get to December. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Um. So, but also is coming out is a movie by uh, the noted uh, auteur Ang Lee for Gemini Man. Uh, that's an Ang Lee movie. That's an Ang Lee movie. Yeah. How did I not notice that? Did, did it say that in the trailer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, wow. I'm really. I don't understand what Ang Lee's doing on this movie. I don't uh, either. <laughs> that's really weird. Right, and like Ang Lee. For those who don't know, he's he's a terrific director. Yeah, uh, he, Life of Pi, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, he's he really uh, Sense and Sensibility, Crouching Tiger and Dragon. Yeah, Ice he knows Storm, Hulk. He, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give him one a outlier. <laughs> he tried his best because that yeah. Hulk was done before MCU MCU yeah. the movies, and so he was trying to make a human interest story out of the Hulk. I don't, you know, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that, that was um, that was an oil and water situation right there. Yeah. That's what. That's what that was. Director with source material. Ex- ex- it was just a poor. <laughs> it was a poor match. It was definitely a poor match. But so that's what makes this match also very curious. Is it's it, again, it's Ang Lee combined with Will Smith, who's definitely past his prime, especially in this type of movie. Like it, it, he was a really curious choice. I think like a this type of storyline. But, but he's also way before his prime in this movie. I know. I know. Huh? Uh, <laughs> Uh, the i'm really i'm just surprised will smith was a choice for this because i think this plot is interesting i mean this plot can work and it's it's been done before a younger version versus older version worked well in looper in terms of a time you know that was more of a a, um a time jumping uh movie yeah but i just right this is clones and i don't I, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's even arguable at this point. Will Smith doesn't draw the crowds anymore. Um, this movie rarely has like an eighty to ninety percent type of Rotten Tomato score. You know, it's usually yeah, it's usually yeah. played for the crowds. It's more of a crowd pleaser. You get you know forty to sixty percent, maybe even thirty, but that's maybe, not the yeah. point. You know, so the fact that Ang Lee's a ta- like, what about this story would make this a ninety percent potential movie? And maybe it's not. Maybe it's just Ang Lee has another dud. Um, I would stay away from this personally. I think yeah, this bomb potential. The, the thing that gives me pause about this movie is that there's like eight writers on this thing. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> is it, isn't one of the Game of Thrones guys? Yeah, what? David yeah. Benioff. Yeah, right. Uh, he's actually got two two credits on this thing. Wow. One is the screenplay, and one for the story with somebody else. Um, Billy. So there's screenplay: David Benioff, Billy Ray, Darren Lemke for the screenplay, Darren Lemke and David Benioff for the story. Then you have it written by Darren Lemke and Andrew Nichol. And then there's Stephen Reveal and Christopher Wilkinson as writers. Wow, that's like a who's who. That is a (laughs) huge (laughs) amount of writers. That that tells you all the rewrites that happen. That that screams rewrites to me. And that usually, I usually just kind of, you know, cross that one out and say, let somebody, let Chris, let Chris Peterson have it for (laughs) five, six dollars. And I can say that because he's not going to listen to this. Yeah, I, I never, get, and he and even if he did, right? I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it's it's still it's going to be following the Joker, it's or Joker. I keep calling it the Joker, like the Facebook yeah. maybe. But, um, <laughs> it's it's a tough slot for it. I don't again. This coming out mid if it came out in November or even possibly December, I might like it a little bit more. But I, this would be a stay away movie for me. And if you get it for a dollar, good, get it. You know, I, yeah. it might, it's probably worth a dollar. But yeah. Uh, Let's, all right, so, so in October, a couple other movies of note. Um, the following week, October 18th, I still don't understand why this movie is coming out this week, but Maleficent Mistress of Evil is coming out October 18th. They must think, like, because she's a like a villain, like, she would make sense in October. Um, yeah. The first Maleficent came out in the summer. Summer, I yeah. Yeah. I had that movie. It made a ton of money. Yes, it did. It's 230. And, and it was yeah. still making money, like, way into, like, Early September, even. Yes, no, it was it was, a, crazy. It was, a hit. It was an absolute hit. It was a masterstroke for Angelina Jolie. It's a, a definitely a win in her tally. Um, again, a sequel. I don't think anybody asked for, but not only no. are they delivering it, doing it in the middle of October. I mean, this is like a legitimate Disney blockbuster, which are, it's really odd timing for this movie. The first movie did about fifty percent uh, Rotten Tomato. I would not expect this movie, based on the trailer, to do any any better. It's pretty rare for sequels to have better Rotten Tomato score than the predecessor, mm. anyway. Like just as a general rule, uh, a movie like this, you got to expect it's going to be lower. The box office will probably be lower. Again, I I just I I don't see the audiences coming out at this time of year for a sequel <laughs> to this for a story that no one really is interested in, in my opinion. So this would be again, the first one did two thirty. Ken, where are you seeing this? I, I think it's South of two thirty. Do you? Yeah, you no, so? definitely. I I'd say probably in like the one twenty five to one forty yeah. range. And yeah. then, you know, whatever the, the rotten tomato score is, you're going from there. Right. Um, so 30%, 40%, you know, you're looking yeah. at 30, 30 net million. Again, it's worth a few bucks. It's not, you know, it's not right. it's not a stay away. I would definitely spend a few bucks on this, but do not go into double digits. I would I would not go into double digits no. on this at all. This is not an anchor movie. Do not rate this along with Joker. Don't rate this along with Jumanji. Do not make that mistake. This is the chances of that are slim and none. Uh, so the, the, just real quick, the first movie came out on May 29th. Yeah. Or sorry, May 30th. Yep. And it left theaters August fourteenth. Mm, that's a good run. Yeah. yeah. Yep. June, and it was still making like, yeah, well, yeah. not that much. Um. So I think that's the other movie in note. Uh, there, there are other movies coming out in October, which we'll go through quickly. Oh. Um, Zombieland two, Zombieland, which is your title. You go ahead and you can speak. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited. But <laughs> at the same time, I have to say, the first movie only made like seventy five million dollars. So. Okay. Right. You know, I, I as excited as I am for a movie, <laughs> I have to temper my expectations for it in the league. Yes. I, I don't think it's a great carried away with overbidding for it just because <laughs> I'm excited to see a movie. I don't. Yeah, I don't think this is a great prospect. I think a lot of zombie movies and shows have happened since the first one came out. So I think the first yeah. one was a true novelty and it was it was it, it worked. It wasn't my cup of tea for a couple reasons, but oh. I get it. I get why people liked it. And um, it's a really fun movie. Yeah. And, but I don't, uh, I'm just hoping that they recapture, you know, 75% of the, uh, the, the charm and, and yeah. everything from the first one. Yeah. 
and then uh, and then other than that, with Jay and Silent Bob is coming out in limited release also yeah. on October eighteenth. We I discussed roll. this on the yeah. We would <laughs> this is a total stay away. The first one didn't even do that much in box office. No reason to think this well. This that's a total stay away. Uh, my opinion. A couple of um, sleeper uh, sleepers slash Oscar Beatty movies to note. The Lighthouse is coming out October eighteenth. That's starring right. Willem Dafoe and. Um, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, that trailer came out to the some pretty Batman. decent... That's right. Trailer came out some pretty decent buzz. Uh, yeah, also ago. played some uh, some festivals and got a lot of buzz, too. Yeah, so it's like a psychological thriller about two guys working in the lighthouse. And yeah. I think it's shot in black and white. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. black and white, and it's also in, like, 4-3 box frame as yeah. opposed to widescreen, so... So this is. I'm not expecting a whole lot of box office for this one. Probably not. Yeah, I think it's right. It's a little too limited in scope. But it could get some awards. Could it do 20 million? 90 percent. That would probably be like the high end. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably not. But keep an eye, and I think it's something. Other one, take a look as Parasite. Um, this is also for some reason popping up on like um, best picture lists, like or at least early like you know predictions for. Um, Oscar nominees. Uh, it's a horror movie. I think it's from um, a uh, Korean director. You know. yeah, I'm not sure if it's horror as much as thriller after okay. yeah. seeing the, the preview. I watched the trailer uh, this evening, and uh, I love me some Bong Joon-ho. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think it's a Korean movie and subtitles, so I wouldn't expect much in the way of box office for this one either. Yeah, okay. I would say one other movie yeah, go ahead. to yep. maybe keep an eye on is uh, Black and Blue on October 25th. So I, so this is interesting because I couldn't find any information on Black and Blue. <laughs> it's like really? doesn't even, doesn't even exist on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really strange. Um, no, it's there. Mm, it didn't come up for me. But go ahead, talk about it. Yep. Oh, it's it, well, it's a crime drama th- action movie. Uh, where a um, black female cop uh, basically like gets framed for by uh, a crime by like other corrupt cops, I guess, yeah. and tries to uh, basically hide out in her old neighborhood. And the people that she grew up with, um, I don't know if they've like disowned her because she's a cop or whatever, and they're you know drug dealers and 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 whatnot. But there's a whole like you know uh, person stuck in the like between two kinds of worlds kind of thing uh, going on there. Yeah. No, it could be interesting. Yeah, it could be interesting. It's a tough week. And like, so this is this week for some strange reason is also like a graveyard week. They, there's not, there's, there's never been big movies that come out this week. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure there's been, you know, there's usually movies they sort of stash away. Like you'll see like, Oh, uh, she captures, sorry. She captures the murder of a young drug dealer on her body camp. And right, the, the right. murder was done by corrupt cops. Right, right. So I agree. Interesting plot. I would again. They just tend to release movies that don't have big box office potential. And there's no huge star in it. So again, this maybe a dollar. I think I wouldn't. Maybe a dollar, two dollars. I wouldn't yeah. spend more than that because again, it's very limited potential both ways. Yeah, just something to keep your eye on. Yep. And that brings us to the end of part one of the special two-part episode of the Fantasy Box Office Preview as a part of the Box Office Preview Podcast. Join us in a few days as when we publish part two of the Fantasy Box Office Preview. We'll get into the releases from November and December and then do over-unders on Rotten Tomato score for the top releases. Join us next time for Fantasy Box Office Preview. See you then. Adios.